you know, we just absolutely desperately wanted a baby of our own. And obviously then we're both dealing with the fact that each other had children, but with other people. Right. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome to episode 229 of the Nacho Kids Podcast. We do need to add a disclaimer to this episode. There is mention of miscarriage in this episode. What's happening? What's happening with you, David? You haven't been here the last two. I've been here. I just ain't been here. Yeah, exactly. Well, some of it's been, you know, under the weather, and then busy, just all kind of stuff. And then just annoying. Oh, yeah. That's all the time. I kid, I kid. So we were at a yard sale this weekend, and we see a Halloween costume, and it's like an old payphone. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... You should definitely get that, honey, because you always say I'm pushing your buttons. <laughs> yep. And then we talked about how kids nowadays wouldn't know what a payphone is. No, that's true. Mm-hmm. Unless they've been in the prison, they might know. Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> we also went to the Fall Festival in Waxhaw. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so this is the fun time of year where we go to the cornfield mazes. And pumpkin patches, and we're taking the grandbabies to the pumpkin patch in a few weeks, and the cornfield maze. Mm-hmm. Remember the first cornfield maze that we took Kay and Avery, and Avery <laughs> left her in there. Yep, <laughs> she was pregnant. Yep, like she was about to bust pregnant. Yeah, and that's whenever we were. She was with me at some point, and we were solving these clues. The next thing I know, she goes walking off with another couple. And I'm like, okay, if you think they're right, because, you know, I had a different answer than they did. So I'm like, okay, if you think they're right, you go right ahead. And sure enough, they got lost, and I found my way out. Mm-hmm. It was about a cucumber. I don't remember. I think that's what it was about, but that was fun. I was like, red flag, she doesn't listen. And then <laughs> when we took the kids, I think it was before we even got married. Oh, it was, yeah. The infamous cornhole maze. Y'all, cornfield maze, not cornhole maze. Yeah. The kids were so excited. And within 20 minutes, you could see the disgust on their face. Yeah. I don't know why they thought it was going to be a quick process, but this was like a very difficult maze. I mean, we were in there for four hours. Yes. So we've got some pictures that are funny of us smiling and them looking pathetic like they hate life. <laughs> well, what's funny is you had the the pictures before we went into the maze and everybody's like just all happy and smiling and everything. And then you got pictures of us walking around in the maze. And it's like <laughs> despair on their face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. Good memories. Good memories. <laughs> all right. Well, our guest today... Has been blending for nine years, has two bio kids, three step kids, and one hours kid. And her parents are also divorced. She talks about how a friend of hers put her on a dating app. And <laughs> <laughs> you know how that is, aren't you? After a couple of days, she was ready to get off that app. <laughs> like most people that we talk to, she talks about how things were good in the beginning. Hmm. 
Yeah. Well, I hadn't ever heard anybody say, you know what? It was awful in the beginning, but now it's great. No, we have. <laughs> uh, have we? I've had a guess that was the opposite. Oh, wow. Yeah. I missed that one. Of course you did. Her daughter and her husband clashed. Mm. Now, that's interesting because we usually hear of the clashing with the stepmom. That's true. Yes. Her daughter decided to go live with her dad. Mm. That's never good. So, we are going to let you listen to this stepmom's journey. Well, before we get to that, I got something I want to say. And I was going to say before the end, but I know some people cut it off early. But last week I posted it on the Facebook page, which I rarely do. Oh, gosh. What did you do? Well, I posted about our anniversary. Oh. And our our. Our 14 years together. And I thought about it later on. And I, we got a bunch of great feedback and uh, and messages wishing us happy anniversary. And I very much appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it later on. And I said, you know, for for those people that are reading that and thinking to themselves, well, good for you. Must be nice. Whatever. <laughs> that sounds like uh, me. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, but... It's very important to not compare yourself to other people, including us, but compare yourself to where you were yesterday or last month or whatever. Compare yourself to yourself, not other people, because no matter what it might look like on the outside, most people are busted, disgusted, and can't be trusted anyway. You like saying that. I do. Mm-hmm. Um so everybody, everybody's relationships have challenges. It's, it's all in how you handle those challenges that really matter. Nobody's walking around, as Lori likes to say, with rainbows and unicorns. And we're no exception. We have our fair share of challenges. Uh-huh. Dave made me mad the other day. <laughs> that's, a, that's every other day. <laughs> yep. Um, just don't, don't look at other people and compare. When you're in Facebook groups or any other groups... Don't run into that trap of, well, look at these people and they're doing so much better and we should be doing exactly how they're doing. And therefore, because we're not, then we're doomed and we're never going to make it. Don't do that. But we did have a few people that said, you know, thanks for being raw and honest about your trials and your challenges and your relationships. And, And I know they're talking mostly about the beginning, about how we got to where we are. But I think we do a good job of, being real all the time. I don't know how not to be real. Right. Well, or being transparent, maybe. Not uh, real is not the right word. Being transparent. Like we we talk about the I say we talk about our challenges quite frequently. And we talk about how when the kids move out at 18, the challenges don't go away. We talk about when the kids come back with grandkids, the challenges don't go away. We talk about all that and we bring it up and and discuss it. So, all right. So I say what I had to say. It just, but I just thought about that the other day and I was like, you know what? I need to bring that up because I don't want somebody to look at us and, and compare themselves and say that they should be, even if they've been married for 14 years as well. And they're mm-hmm. like, just about to fall apart. And they're looking at us going, look, they're married the exact same amount of time we are. And look how great they are. And look how terrible we are. Don't compare. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Cause I tell you what, if we would have compared ourselves Two, three, four years in, <laughs> it, was, it wouldn't have worked out. Yeah. 
And comparison is the thief of joy. I like that. You should get a t-shirt that says that. I've said it before. I think you liked it then, too. Well, I'm liking it again, so I'm consistent. <laughs> All right. Let's get to listening. Let's do it. Today, we have stepmom Kim. Hey, Kim. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. So tell us a little bit about your blend. How long you've been blending? How many stepkids, bio kids, hours kids, all that wonderful stuff. So we've been together for nearly nine years. Okay. And so there's my son. So he's 20, coming on 21. My daughter is 19. She's going to be 20 soon. Then my oldest stepson is 17, coming on 18. And then I've got a 16-year-old stepson. He'll be 17 soon. And then I've got a stepdaughter who's 10. And we've got an ours who is little boy who's just turned five. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, that's a big age gap between your oldest and your youngest. Yeah, there's 14 months between my son and my daughter, and then there's 14 years between my daughter and my youngest. Wow, that's crazy. So that, that was a big sort of going back to sleepless nights and nappies and all the rest of it. Yes, and then you realize how much energy you do not have. I was 20 when I had my oldest and mm-hmm. I was 36 when I had my little boy. Yeah. It was a lot harder. Pregnancy <laughs> was harder. Just the whole parenting was easier in a lot of ways. I'm, you know, older and more confident. Knew what I was, felt like I knew I was doing more. But the, the physical side of it, yeah. I definitely had a lot more energy for my younger two. Oh, definitely. I kept <laughs> one of the grandkids for four days the other week. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. This is so exhausting and she's a good baby so it's a lot isn't it (laughs) it is it is it seems like after you finish feeding them and let them take a little nap which she would take like 27 minute naps which cracked me up (laughs) because I was thinking that she would take like two and three hour naps like my son did oh no Mm -mm. they're all so different yeah you you have one and you think I know what I'm doing now right and then my daughter honestly even at two hours old when I first met her she was so different to my son at two hours old. I couldn't believe it. You think a newborn's a newborn. They're really not. No, they are way different. They all come out with their little personalities. <laughs> they really do. So you and your ex had these kids and y'all split yeah. up. Yeah. So I got married when I was 18. Oh, goodness. Which, yeah. It was very young. We were together for 14 years. Um, in, in hindsight, I think we both agree. We should have split up a lot sooner than we did but we were absolutely just trying to do the best thing for our children right Both love them's bits you know we and we I my parents were divorced and I, I never wanted that for my children I never wanted the two homes and the step parents and you know the, the, everything that goes with it and we really tried but it, it just didn't work out yeah I think you know we, we were really young when we got together and we went through a lot and and so we, we split up and obviously they're never fun, are they, breakups? And no, I was never. <laughs> absolutely not looking to settle down, at least not for a long time. And one night after a few drinks, a friend of mine decided to put me on the, a dating app that she was on because <laughs> um, I'm there just feeling a bit miserable. And, and then you get inundated with Oh, loads of messages and it's a bit of an ego boost to start with you're like oh this is great and then you realize that most of them are just 
ridiculous messages and pictures that you didn't want to see and yeah and then <laughs> I, I'd pretty much given up after a couple of days I was like this is actually awful <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a really funny message of somebody and we started talking and we were talking for probably a month or so and it was just we just got on so well and then I, I told him everything was going on you know, I said you know I'm, I'm not going through a great stage in my life at the minute I'm not looking for anything serious and he was like I'm not going through something you know a great time either and so we're just talking for ages and then like let's meet up and I was like I don't want to go on like a sort of serious date like a meal or I don't know I just find they're really like it's a lot you're sort of putting on a bit of a front aren't you because you're sat there almost on your best behavior and it's all very formal and so he's like should we go bowling it was a bank holiday and I was like yeah that's great and then so we went bowling and then we went out for lunch and then we went shopping and then we went to talk to my dog and the date ended up lasting two days and it, it was just so easy just really relaxed with each of those and just going going oh and I we both said at the beginning you know this isn't not looking for anything serious I was like I never want to get married again never want any more children and he's like absolutely <laughs> <laughs> obviously didn't quite work out like that yeah and the, the whole thing it was just so easy yeah and just seemed so right and then we a few months later we decided we'd introduce our children to each other so I'd met his two sons the night before so he's got two exes he's got his two sons with one woman and then his daughter with someone else okay and their mum was working nights so he was looking after them that night and he was like come over and I, I probably met them for 20 minutes before they went to bed and we decided to meet up at a big soft play thinking Elisa and the kids can kind of come and go a bit it's not just sort of sitting around awkwardly mm -hmm. I just thought you know I have no idea how my kids will be how his will be you know are they gonna hate each other is it gonna be awful yeah and and actually, how old they, were your kids at the time so my son was 11 my daughter was 10 which would okay. have made his boys sort of seven and eight and his daughter was only 18 months old oh gosh okay so she was a baby so, I mean, that was, that was quite easy. You know, they don't remember anything at that age. They've got no idea almost what's going on, do they? Right. It's just another adult there. And actually, the four older kids, they got on brilliantly. They were playing together. You know, it's all lovely. I think we went to a park afterwards. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. And to be fair, for a couple of years, those first sort of probably two years, they got on brilliantly. And in fact, and everything was great. And we're going, this is lovely. This is, this is amazing. We're obviously really good at this, aren't we? You know, yeah. our kids are getting on great. Everyone loves each other. And then a few years in, it started to get more difficult. There was my daughter and my husband. They're quite alike in a lot of ways. And they clash. And they mm. clashed for a long time. And looking back it's really easy to see what happens mm -hmm. we both you know we're both going this is great we really like each other we really like the kids we're gonna have this wonderful family and obviously it's not the same as having a nuclear family you can't just step into these roles and everything's great right you start getting resentful and like looking back you can see things like that the children being raised differently, not that one had been one set had been raised right and the other wrong, but they'd had different experiences, they had different parents. Mm -hmm. 
And I can see looking back, there was times I was like, well, my children react like this. Why don't yours? Mm -hmm. And obviously the answer is because they've had different life experiences and they've, but that's when things start getting wrong. You know, your child's been rude to me. And then he's like, well, your children are being rude to me. And you start criticizing each other's children. And that's obviously when things get really, (laughs) because you jump to the defense of like, how dare you? My child would never do that. Right. And you play tit for tat. Yeah, and you've got voices in the back of your head going, oh, this, this puppy did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love my children to bits, but I'm, yes. I'm also fully aware of what they can be like. But yeah, you do, you get very defensive, don't you? But I think also you you almost expect more for the people's children, or or maybe not you don't expect more, but you, you let more go with your own kids. Yes, and I think both of those statements are true because, like with David's kids, when they were teenagers, I expected them to do certain things like fix their own breakfast, get their clothes, things like that. But when my son reached their age, I was, oh, Jackson, what do you want for breakfast? <laughs> so it's oh, like it's different it's, expectations. Different. Yeah. Yes. And you're thinking, well, my children do this. Mm-hmm. Why don't your children do this? Right. And you do, you, you end up in these, and he ended up, with both of my children and me with his oldest two, almost you end up getting stuck in a bit of a rut, don't you? Where you're just so overwhelmed with it and you you then get annoyed and then you're almost stuck in that each of you waiting for the other to do something, you know, you know, yes. and everyone. And then just after we got so we got married in September 17. And then a couple of weeks later, his sons moved in with us, which was very unexpected. Their mum wasn't well. Oh, and no. but they they didn't live locally, so they had to change schools. They had to, you know. So all of a sudden, they're living in our house ninety percent of the time. They're seeing their mum every other weekend. My children are doing fifty fifty with their dad, mm-hmm. and so obviously this is a huge upheaval for everybody. We gave up our bedroom. We moved into the sitting room, um, and then obviously my kids start feeling a bit like, "Well, oh, this is our home. This has always you know this has been our home for years now." And now they're coming in, they're here more than us. They're with our mum more than us. Yes. And then obviously, obviously for his sons, this is a huge, they've lived with their mums, seeing their dad sort of every other weekend and school holidays since they were very young. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just a massive upheaval for everyone. And we'd been having fertility treatments and we'd decided at this point, this is, this is not the time to have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know where this is going, don't you? Uh-huh. I remember, obviously, we were all just running around like headless chickens and sat at work and I'm falling asleep at my desk. And I went out for lunch with a girl I was working with. We had a glass. We all thought, oh, sorry, it's Friday. We'll order a glass of wine. I don't work there anymore, so I can't get sacked for admitting this. Um, <laughs> I had one sip of wine and thought I was going to throw up everywhere. You start thinking, mm, mm. I know this. Obviously, mm. if it turns out I'm pregnant. <laughs> A month later, I get made redundant. So, yeah, this is just coming up to Christmas. A month later, you what? I got made redundant, so I lost my job. Okay. So, um, you know, we, we're in a three-bedroom house with one, two, three, four, five, six of us at this point. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I'm feeling awful. I had a, horrib- a high-risk pregnancy. I was on bed rest for probably two-thirds of it. We've... <laughs> We're all incredibly stressed. We're worried about money with me not working. Yeah. The kids are all trying to adapt. I actually don't know how we got through. I look back at them and think, oh my goodness. We don't even have a proper bedroom. 
you know, just everything. It just feels like everything's coming at once. Right. And this is when things really started to get difficult for everybody. And everyone was falling out with each other. The kids are falling out with each other. They're falling out with us. We're falling out with each other because we're stressed. And don't talk to my child like this. Don't you talk to mine like this. Mm-hmm. And everything was just... And then after Christmas, it was kind of like, we, we need to start making plans. This is, I think this pregnancy is actually happening. And <laughs> You think? <laughs> um, you know, it starts to get real. I had a lot of miscarriages. So we sort of got sort of oh. 15, 16 weeks. So you start thinking, actually, this is real now. Yeah, you were trying not to get your hopes up. Yeah. yeah. So we put a, divi- a dividing wall in the sitting room, moved my daughter into there. My son went into my daughter's room. The two boys went into my son's room. We took over the master bedroom again. So, you know, that was fun trying to decorate. You know, I think I was like 20 weeks pregnant trying to decorate bedrooms and mm-hmm. <laughs> just the physically moving. And it's a joke now the amount of times we've swapped bedrooms in this house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the house has changed, the situations have changed, living arrangements have changed. Yeah. So, yeah, this, this is just a, a really full on time for everybody. And then, as I said, my daughter and my husband really clashed a lot at this time. And she decided she was going to go and live with her dad, which I obviously it, that was heartbreaking, but it was the right thing for her. And I never tried to stop her. Did you question whether you should leave your husband? Because, yes. okay, yeah. And so, you know, I felt like I was pulled in so many different directions and it was just, so overwhelming and then you think you know we're bringing another child into this just as everything it seemed we we joked about it everything was great till we got married (laughs) that's what happens (laughs) it was literally we because just coming up to the wedding um my ex-husband his rotor had changed I think I remember if he changed jobs or something because we did roughly 50 50 up to this point he worked shifts so we used to plan sort of three months in advance. It'd be two days here, four days here. Three. And then his situation was changing and he could have the children for seven days at a time. So we thought we'll do a, a Friday to Friday. It gives the kids a weekend to settle in at the new house, make sure they've got everything. Right. I mean, he, at this point, he didn't live that far, sort of 20 minute drive away. So, you know, schools weren't a problem. We're going we're going to have every other weekend to ourselves because the children would be with us on the same weekends as his children with us. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a, like a whole week to ourselves. You know, we're going to have all this time, just us. Right. And then his two boys moved in. <laughs> so we have, I think we had a week of that. <laughs> but we've just learned never plan too far ahead. Never assume. No. Because the second we do, everything changes again. Yep. Write your plans in pencil. <laughs> so she went off to live with the dad and she came around every other weekend and I still saw her a lot because the kids were all at the same school and but that 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 was hard I can't I can't imagine but you know we, and you're pregnant best right friends, and I'm pregnant so I'm, I'm hugely <sighs> emotional I'm you know if something happens on the tv I'm bawling my eyes out so you know it's great fun <laughs> yeah and then so then I have him in the summer and that was very hit and miss he wasn't moving even when the day I went in to have my C-section, I'm there going, he's still not moving. Can you please hook me up to one of these machines? Oh, wow. And I said, it was, a, it was my worst pregnancy and none of my pregnancies were good. And I had to be put under a general anaesthetic for my, my C-section. Mm. And I just remember waking up to this screaming, like, you know, newborns, they're not, 
make cute little noises. Not this one. He was howling. <laughs> <laughs> and at the hospital, they kept just going, he's so loud. <laughs> he's going to have to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he was absolutely fine. Perfect. Huge like my other son was. And both 9-1. Both born at the same time of day. Oh, wow. And it was lovely. So we went back up to the ward and then my dad brought the four older kids in after school. And they each came in. They could only come in one at a time. I kind of had to argue a little bit because they only wanted to let my two in because they were like, well, it's only the mother's children that can come in. Right. And we're like, no, no, you've got to let them in. You know, they live with us. They, it's yeah. not fair if the two older two get to meet the new siblings. They all, they all came in. I've got some lovely pictures, actually, of them, sort of collage I made with the fourth, you know, holding this tiny little baby. Mm-hmm. And I was worried, thinking, you know, are they going to resent him? Are they going to be like, and all five of them are brilliant with him. Oh, that's great. Because it could have went the other way. Oh, it could. They spoil him to bits. Uh-huh. And so it, it's lovely. So my daughter is officially living at a dad. So she came around a lot. She, she was just besotted with a baby brother. And things got a lot better in, in that respect. And then obviously I was off work on maternity and... I've got, you know, we're both exhausted. We've got this baby that just did not sleep. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. And then, so by the time he turned one, things had got quite bad. And there, the boy's mum was actually local at this point and she was, do- she was a lot better. And they moved back in with her. The older one moved first. And then my other stepson, I think, a month, two months later, he started doing half and half with us and decided he wanted to live with his mum. But it said, didn't have to move schools. She was local. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it was probably around this time that I started to really look into nurturing. I'd heard about it before on other sort of step-parent groups and parenting groups. And I thought it was horrendous. The bits I'd heard about it, I thought it was just, you pretty much ignore the, your stepchildren, mm-hmm. pretend they aren't there. And I was thinking, how does that work? But th- things were just getting so, so, so think something's got to give. So I actually looked into it properly and started reading up about it. And you think, actually, this makes sense. Yeah. I was a stepchild myself, so I don't know why it took me so long to, for the penny to drop. That First of all, it is so much easier to hate your step-parent than your parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's so easy to blame. Like Looking back, I remember I was you know, being about 12 and saying to my dad, oh, can my friend come and stay the night? And him being like, no, because we've got people over tonight. Your stepmom's got a load of cooking to do. Now, what I heard was if your stepmom wasn't here, of course your friend could come over. <laughs> but in hindsight, that's not actually, my dad would probably be like, oh my God, no, I don't want more kids in the house. Right. Or there was a time that my stepdad was working funny hours. And I can't remember if it was either, he, I think he had to go to, uh, no, I, I think he was working sort of until sort of three in the morning. So and in the morning, my mum being like, turn your music off. Your stepdad's trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. Now, what I heard was, well, if your stepdad wasn't here, you could have your music on. Now, right. as an adult looking back, there's no way my mum was letting us blare our music out anyway. Mm-hmm. But it, it's so easy to, to see it as a, oh, well, if they weren't here, it's them that's stopping me doing it. Right. Yes. When that's not actually, but... As a child, it's so much easier to, well, they're the bad ones, aren't they? Yeah, because before the step-parent enters the picture, things are a lot different. 
But I don't actually remember. I was very young. I'm the youngest. I don't remember my step parents not being there. Oh, really? They were just always there. I think I was about two-ish when my parents split up. Oh, wow. And they were just there. So I, I have no memory of like my parents divorcing or being introduced or they were just, I just grew up with four parents. Right. But at the same time, when your dad would say, no, your friend can't spend the night because your stepmom's got a lot to do, then you still blamed her for the rules in the house or the responses yeah. to what you wanted to do. When actually in hindsight, you know, my stepmom did a lot with me. She took me and my friends out, you know, it was, but it was, I don't know, it's just in my child head, I was going, well, obviously it's her fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she was also stricter than my dad. My dad, bless him, he would have had us drinking Coke for breakfast. And <laughs> <laughs> I remember my mum saying she actually, she was really grateful that my stepmom was there going, no, no, we, 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 we eat proper meals and we, <laughs> we do these things. But obviously as a child, you're going, well, you're the one stopping me having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's so easy to, and also when you want your parents together, I have no memory of them being together, but as a child, I wish they were. Right. Life would have been easier having one home, not, not this toing and froing and missing things because you're at the other parent's house or. Right. And looking back, it was, it was nothing against my set parents. I didn't hate them. I didn't, mm-hmm. they weren't actually, when I thought, I wish my parents were together. They weren't even in the thought process. Right. It wasn't like, I hate my stepmom, I hate my stepdad. It was just, life would be easier. Yeah, and it's a really, lot easier. You know, a lot easier. One home, no leaving things, getting in trouble because I've left something, or, you know, no having to split Christmases and all these sorts of things. But mm-hmm. this is why sometimes I do wonder why it took me so long to kind of remember all this and remember what it's like right, to be that child. And I sort of slowly started backing off and letting him parents and you know he's a good dad that's one of the things that I really liked about him to start with is how much he loved his kids and how he much he wanted to do with them and you know we were taking the kids on these days out and I loved that he wanted you know to do these things and and again asking him to to step back and let me say let me have the difficult conversations with my kids mm-hmm. when when they haven't done what they've meant to have done when they're not the jobs if their rooms are a mess let me say it. Right. And yeah. it, it, was, it was a slow process and we both messed up and I still mess up now. That having to not care, you know, care less about things and the bio parent, there are bits that I find difficult. And I do sometimes step in and, but I've changed the way I do it. Mm-hmm. I won't go in there going, you're doing this wrong or your child's done this, you know. It's more of a, hmm, how about, or do you not think maybe, you know, so and we, we're both a lot better at not blaming each other or, you know, if there's something that hasn't been done, you know, not going your child. But, right. Oh, this needs doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're not done it. Oh, I'll go in. And it's just taken out this stress level. And then, so my two have both left home now. Their dad's moved away to live with his girlfriend and they are renting his house. Oh, okay. With their uncle. So it's quite nice. They're, they're doing their own thing. They're being, but they're still in a kind of safe environment. And, <laughs> you know, if their rent's late, they're not going to get booted out or. Right. So that, that's really nice. Though my daughter's actually going off to university in September. So 
that's quite good. And then last October, my younger, the younger of the two boys asked to come and live with us. And then in about February, his brother did as well. So they're now both living with us full time again. Oh, wow. So his daughter is still every other weekend. And then sort of holidays, we have a more. Um, but she's not local. She's okay. sort of an hour away. And it's so different this time. Like, I never thought they would want to come and live with us again. After how they, they didn't end well last time. Yeah. And it's so different. I think because I, I'm not there, I don't get on at them. I mean, they're older, so obviously the whole relationship, the whole dynamic's different. You know, they're not little kids. They don't need to be put to bed and, you know, they, they do their own thing a lot. Right. But it's a completely different dynamic. I don't nag at them. And I think because of this, I've actually, I've got such a better relationship. That, you know, I, I talk to them, we, but there'll be things like, oh, ask your dad. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if, if there's a difficult conversation if he has, if, if they've not done something they're meant to do, right. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I stay out of it. Yes. You know, I let their dad deal with that. And that's the it, best thing you can do. It is, isn't it? I cannot believe the difference it's made. Yeah. And there was a time I never thought my daughter and husband would get on. And they do now. Is that and, because he stepped back too? Yeah. He stopped being the one to say, you haven't done this. You need to do this. Yeah. He said, yeah, I have those conversations, you know, if something's happening. And we've actually, ironically, become more of, more, you know, we've all become closer. We've all get on better and more of a team. Mm-hmm. You know, as a family than we ever were when we were so desperately hard trying to form this family. Right. And actually by trying so hard, we actually made it worse. Yeah. Because you were trying to force that nuclear family. Yes. Yeah. Because I'd had that before and that's what I wanted. I wanted my children to have this life that I always want, you know, I always had this picture in my head of the life I wanted my children to have. And I was trying to recreate that mm-hmm. and it just went horribly wrong. And there was yeah. a lot of resentment and a lot of don't talk to me like this. What, who the hell do they think they are? Blah, blah, blah. On both, on every side, not even both sides. It felt like there was everybody against each other at one point. Right. And then you feel like it's your fault. Yes. Yeah. You know, one of the things that being learning the Natchez method, reading all about it and this, really made me realize that the children were never at fault. They were just being children. And sometimes they're being a pain, all of them. But, mm-hmm. but they're kids, they're teenagers. It's what they do. It's yeah. normal. Everyone gets frustrated with their children. And actually, the people that were making it worse were the adults involved. Mm-hmm. And none of us are meaning to make it worse, but we absolutely were. Right. But you were doing what you thought you should do. To create oh, a blended family. Yeah. Everything was done with the best intentions. And, you know, because mm-hmm. we wanted this family, you know, I mean, this bloke, I really like him. So I'm thinking, well, obviously he's going to love my children because my, my children are wonderful. Of course. And he's lovely. So mm-hmm. his children are obviously going to be lovely. And because I was already mothering my own children when his children came into the house, I just continued to mother them mm-hmm. because it's what you do. Right. Well, and you do it because partly that mothering kicks in, that natural mothering instinct kicks in, and then you feel like that's what you're supposed to do. 
Oh, absolutely. There's all this, there's such a thing, isn't there, that you, you know, you meet this person, you you form relationships and you get married. These children are now your children. And you know, God, there's a million memes being shared over the internet of, you know, you you have to now you become this person's parent and and you don't. And do you know what? Most of the time they don't want you to. Right. Yeah. You love know, them like, like your own. Yeah. But I don't even love my three the same. I, I love them the same amount, but I love them differently. They're different I am people. so glad you said that because I know now I've only got Jackson, but I know growing up, my mom and dad had different relationships with all of us. They loved all of us, but I was a daddy's girl. And my older sister bonded more with my mom. And of course, my younger sister being the baby bonded more with my mom. But it's not. It wasn't because I didn't love my mom. Yeah, you just have different. You're di- you have different personalities, right? Different, and different relationships. Yeah, and actually, that's fine. And you know, I, I was never wanted to be their mom in a takeover way. And you know, I, I don't agree personally with this calling your step parents mom and dad. I think that's a. I think they're really special words, and you know, special names and. I think you know, there are some cases, obviously, if, if the parents are around or, but as a whole, they have mums. Right. And I wouldn't ever want to take that away from them. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a special thing. And I'd, I'd never want someone to take that away from me as, as a mother. Right. And, I, you know, my children have a dad, you know, my older two, they have a dad just because mm-hmm. we're not together. You know, there's nothing on the divorce papers that said that he's no longer their dad because we got a divorce. Right. And you know, we haven't always got on and there was times things were really bad between us. And But one of the things that I always try to remember is at some point my children will be adults and I'm going to have to have conversations with them. And I want to know that I can say to them, I did the best I could to make sure that you had a good relationship with your dad. You know, I never tried to take you away from him. I never tried to, you know, stop you having a relationship with him, with his family. You know, just because me and him aren't together, just because we fell out. Right. And I, th- I think that's really important. And, you know, it's something I was really grateful for my parents for. There was no custody battle. There was no, I thought my four parents until I was about 16 were actually really good friends. Really? Turns out they weren't. They just put on a very good front. Ironically now, so unfortunately, my stepmom died. Oh. But. Over the years, my dad, my mum, and my stepdad are now really good. They are friends. And we have fun every Christmas we spend together. And as a family, we, we have a party for anything. Any, you know, anything that happens. It's a bank holiday. Let's have a party. It's, the king got coronated. Let's have a party. Yeah, Queen yeah. Time, we'll have a party. Like, <laughs> it's Easter. It's Hire a Bounce Castle. We'll have a party. Yeah. And it's always been at my dad's house. So he has just moved house today. So he no longer has a big house for us to all have these parties in but for years now my mum and stepdad are part of that as well that is amazing it is and it's so nice well not having to worry about who's coming who to invite and right having to pick sides yes because you do as a child I remember my first wedding and it was the first big event that all my parents would be at Mm -hmm. and it was stressful in the run-up to it yeah. They, they didn't argue. There was no, but it's just it was awkward. Just, it is. And, you know, the seating plan, top table. My stepmom wanted to be part of it. My stepdad didn't feel comfortable being part of it. 
So we had an odd number and, oh, actually everything was fine. And everyone, it was more just because we'd never done it. How would it be? Right. Yeah. So, you know, that was something I was always aware of. And I didn't want that to be an issue for my kids. And over the years, me and my ex have done, you know, for school events we've done together. My daughter did performing arts for years. There's a lot of plays we sat next to each other for. And sometimes that was not fun. Times we've been arguing over things and then we have to sit there with smiles on our faces and Mm -hmm. and, you know it's not always who you want to be hanging out with is it never (laughs) but but we did it and over the years things got a lot easier and I mean they're adults now we we haven't fallen out in years there's been nothing to fall out over right which is lovely (laughs) you know we have we've talked to many 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 step parents and step families and there are a few that they can get along for the sake of the kids. And I remember years ago, golly, it's probably been 15, 20 years ago, this guy that I worked with, he would go to his ex-wife's house Christmas morning and be there for his kids. And I remember thinking, that is so weird. But like you said, it worked for them. We see when me and my ex first split up, my children didn't have a clue that things were bad. We mm-hmm. were very good at so it was a huge shock for them. As I said, we, we'd really tried. I think if we hadn't have had children, we'd have split up years before, but we were really trying to do the right thing by these kids. And we then continued, you know, he used to come for dinner, we'd do things, and in hindsight, it was the absolute worst thing we could do. And it actually confused them. Because we're not together anymore. And then he's coming around for dinner and we're doing school uniform shopping together. And it does. I think it confuses them greatly. And again, he he was done for the right reasons, but I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, especially to start with. I mean, if in the future you can make it work and be friends and do great. But I think we tried to push it too hard and it it went horribly wrong. Yeah. But no, so it is a friend, ironically, said, yeah, my, my parents are actually good friends now and do a lot together. And I can't remember the last time we had a Christmas that didn't involve my mum and my dad. Yeah. I mean, uh, they always say it's, it's funny how it works out. And but I, I don't know, I can't see that ever happening with me and my ex-husband. But I suppose my parents never thought it would. But I never wanted it to be awkward for my kids to have us both there. Right. Because there's going to be, and so my daughter finished school last summer, Saturday levels. So to me, that was almost the end of these doing things together, school things. We thought, you know, the next stuff that's going to come, you know, there might be weddings, there might be christenings, there might be graduations. They will be almost our adult children inviting us. Mm -hmm. Right. So anyway, it got so much easier as they got older because we didn't really have anything to argue about. So we did see each other. There'd been no prior arguments. There'd been no sort of, oh, it's my turn to do this. Or why won't you have the kids this weekend? Or I want them extra. Or Yeah. That had all sort of been long gone. And Well, you've still got to go through the weddings of your kids, the birth of grandkids. So there's still those things that will be a little awkward, I guess we'll say. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's been coming up 10 years since we split. Yeah. And it's, I suppose I don't see him as the same person. You know, when I see him now, 
he's not the person I was married to for years. We've right. both changed so much. So he's their dad. Yeah. And that's how I see him now. Yeah. And because if I start sitting there going, that's the person who did this. He's the one that upset me. That You drive yourself mad. Yes. And it all happened such a long time ago. And we both did things we shouldn't have, you know, look back and think, yeah, I didn't behave the best there. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Right. And you were very young. Yeah. I think that people should have to be 30 before they get married. I really think they should. (laughs) Well, I got married young. And you think at that time you love each other. That's all that matters. And there's so much more that matters. You've got to be on the same page moralistically. You've got to be on the same page with financial decisions or goals. Yeah. There's so much more than just, oh, I love them and they love me. Yeah, and we did when we were madly in love and everything. Nobody had ever felt like this. And our relationship's different and we're going to be fine. And we were just really young. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we thought we knew what we were doing. And um, we didn't have a clue. To be fair, I still don't have a clue what I'm doing most of the time. So why I thought I did at 18. Yeah. And, you know, it's so easy, isn't it? You think everything's going to be great. and, And then real life kicks in and it's hard and we had these two children within two years of each other and it was exhausting and we grew apart you know we realized that actually we wanted different things from life we were different people we both grew up and changed and mm-hmm. you know how we envisioned our family was different and we just weren't compatible right now how was it with you getting involved with a man that had such a young child and then you're having to go through IVF. Hard. So it wasn't IVF we were having. I had recurrent miscarriages. So okay, it was, but yeah, that, that was hard. I was having so many tests, different trials on, on these drugs, having different operations, having different things injected in places that needles shouldn't be. It was under a fertility clinic. So, yeah, that was hard. And we're having, you know, miscarriage after miscarriage. And it was getting harder to get pregnant. Obviously, I was getting older. So, yeah, I mean, that was hard. And then he's got this gorgeous little baby with someone else. Mm -hmm. And it was. And obviously, the, the stress of that was hard on us as well. Yeah. And, you know, we just absolutely desperately wanted a baby of our own. And obviously, then we're both dealing with the fact that each other had children, but with other people. Right. Now, you said that he had said he didn't want more kids. I didn't want more kids either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said that too. So what yeah. made you change your mind? I don't know exactly. We just, as we got closer and as we got more serious about each other and, you know, for me as well, watching him, he's a great dad. What I'm watching right. him parent these children, you, you start thinking, I wish we had this. Yeah. And I'd be part of it, not the only reason, because it sounds really shallow. Part of you think, I'd also really love to have a child that we get to raise, that we don't have to share. Yeah. That's ours. That's not mm-hmm. going off, that we're not having to constantly compromise with. Right. Okay, well, you, you can have this, but we'll have this. You know, there's always that, you know, when you, you've got separated parents, obviously you both want birthdays, you both want Christmases, you both want to go on holidays and this. And I, don't, I look back now and just uh, trying to arrange things like Christmas and holidays and with three other parents. Yes. 
was just a an absolute nightmare. I used to nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> print out. I used to have between sort of four and six months calendars printed out on the kitchen wall different where people were at different times they were highlighted different colors depending which child was where and then the secondary school they went to had week a and week b and they had different lessons on those weeks Mm -hmm. p on different days so they had to have that on it and it was the organization that went into it was crazy and I look back now and sometimes think how am I struggle to organize one child getting into school I used Mm -hmm. to manage four of them yeah <laughs> it, it's on that hand it's a lot easier these days so the older four so obviously my two have left home mm-hmm. his oldest son is at college the local college um his younger son has just done his GCSEs so in England they do it at 16 sort of major exams and then after that they can go off to college or they can go and do an apprenticeship or do their A-levels so he's just finished that so he's out of the sort of mainstream school system mm-hmm so actually, we've only, on a day-to-day basis, we've only got one at school. One that, you know, obviously the older kids are doing a lot of stuff th- themselves. You know, we're not having to go if you're doing homework. Come on, it's have a, go and have a shower. Come on, it's time to get into bed. Have you sorted your uniform out for tomorrow? You know, all those sorts of things. Yeah. Now it's more like, I haven't had any dirty clothes for a while. Can you stick them out for wash if you want them washing? Uh, or there's not many plates in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> where's all my plates <laughs> yes. I, I think actually they they eat knives and forks we had an issue a few months ago we had i think we were down to like three forks i know like, what have we done with them um and they they swore blind they're not in their rooms the rooms have been cleaned all i can think of is i don't know if when scraping plates they were just dropping cutlery in the bin at one point yes that's so, what i found out was happening here <laughs> we've got more cutlery that's fine now and you know they're, they're good kids yeah. And, you know, all of them are amazing with their little brother. But it said his boys that are living with us now, they're, they're always willing to help. You know, can you just watch him whilst we do this? Or the schools have been striking in England, which is pain. And there's, there's been times, you know, they've watched their little brother whilst we're both at work. We'll chuck them some money for it. You know, sometimes during school holidays, they'll have him each for a day. And they're both so good with him. Yeah. And they he adores having them here. I absolutely adores them. Oh, I'm sure. You know, and he's he's always trying to get into their room. Like one of them, he, he plays FIFA a lot and on his PlayStation. <laughs> what he used to do is give our little boy a dead controller. Yes. <laughs> and tell him he's playing. <laughs> or one time he actually thought, I thought this was genius. He was looking after him and he put YouTube on of FIFA. And gave him the controller. And he sat there for ages, <laughs> happily playing. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, you know, the old one, he's got the outside bedrooms. We, we've had our garage conversion and we had the main bedroom split into two bedrooms. So it's technically a five-bedroom house now. And if you can go and sit in the outside room with his brother, he loves, he takes his little tablet in there and they sit and chill. But, you know, they're always willing to help the you know, if we want to, if we need to pop out to the shops or if we've got to do something, he's like, yeah, sure. You know, we'll watch him. Yeah. I am so glad that they all get along. I really didn't think they would. I tell you who I thought would be the worst was the girls. I thought the girls would find it harder. Right. And actually they've been brilliant. So my stepdaughter, bless her. So her mum had a baby a couple of weeks after I did. Mm-hmm. So she went from being the baby in our house and an only child at her mum's all of a sudden having two baby brothers 
Oh, wow. And obviously that was hard for her, but she's been great. Yeah. So was she five when they were born? So she's 10 now. Yeah, because I was thinking the same thing with her being the baby, that she would not show any interest and it would cause problems. Uh, No. I mean, the only thing that did, she went through a stage of telling him what to do or you can't do this. And it it was frustrating, but it was done from a place of love from her point. Mm -hmm. She was copying us. She was only younger self. Right. But yeah, I used to find that difficult at times. And there'd be lots of, my mum doesn't do that. Yeah. My mum does it this way. <laughs> uh-huh. and she goes, I'm sure she went back and said exactly the same. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. And, and again, this is a time where we're all desperately tired and stressed. And and then it's just like having to realise actually it's, it's it, most of it, it was done because she wanted to be involved mm-hmm. and she wanted to, and she's a lot better now and doesn't, you know, just teaching her, you know, as he got older, not, not so as a baby, but, you know, just come and tell us if he's touching, you know, if he's doing something you don't want him to be doing, if he's doing something, you know, he shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. If he's being a pain and winding you up, come and tell us. Right. Let us deal with it. Don't parent him. Yeah. Let us, yeah. Let us deal with us. Don't, you know, and that's always something that cause I was very aware having, especially like the older four, I never wanted them to feel like, Oh great. So there's another baby. Now we've got to, help raise it we've got to babysit all the time we've got to because you hear a lot of us and a lot of resentment and I, I never wanted that it's like well no we've chosen to have a baby right not you you know you shouldn't have to completely change your lives and now mm-hmm. have to not be able to do things because you've got to look after your little brother right which are you know if we ask them to babysit more than just like a real quick can you just watch him you know we always pay them mm-hmm. yeah they're taking time out of their lives to help us you know, if it's just like, oh, I need to go and fill the car up with, with petrol. Can you just watch your brother walk? Can you just watch him once we pop to the shops? I kind of see that as just as part of being a family. You help out. But right. if it's for if it's for like a day, you know, we're working. Can you watch him? Or we want to go out. Can you look after him till we're home? Kind of think we always pay them for that. Because we just think, actually, that's them going above what is needed. You know, this mm-hmm. is so we can go and do something. Right. But no, I think in a lot of ways, whilst it was really hard when he was a baby, he really, having him really brought us all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't have another one though. <laughs> no. We'd always joke that the dog brought us all together. And it did. I, it was something that we all loved. Yeah, it's having that. And you can love without any negativity, without any feelings of guilt, without any, oh, is this right? Mm-hmm. Because I know my children and his did the same, like on swap over days. Swap over days are horrible. Oh, yes. And I remember talking to my mom and she used to be like, you lot were awful on a Sunday night. So we used to go to my dad's every weekend so from Friday night and then come back Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And she used to say she dreaded it. Sunday evening, she said we're awful. Because <laughs> we'd come back and, you know, they'd had this lovely peaceful day, just the two of them and, and then she come back and we're tired and we're grouchy and she's got to get us ready for school and everyone starts back chatting and yeah, yeah. I, it is, it's hard. Now, do you think your being a stepkid helped you understand that transition days were hard for the kids and make it a little bit easier? It did after a while. It, it seemed to, I don't know why, it seemed to take me a long time to almost connect the two. 
almost remembering how I felt. Mm-hmm. I think I was just so involved in everything. You know, we went from, as I said, everything was lovely to start with. It was right. great. Mm-hmm. You know, we had his children every other weekend. A lot, some of the times mine were there, some of the times they weren't, depending how it was, you know, what their dad's work was. And we were just doing fun things and this was all lovely. And it went from this is lovely to, oh my God, everything's just on fire really yeah, just quickly. Shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it just, it just seemed to go from, you know, there was fallouts, there was niggles, there was proper, just, it was just normal stuff. And it just went from lovely to what the happened. Right. How do we get out of this? And I wish I could go back and tell myself at the time, this is going to be all right. Like this is temporary. Mm-hmm. It's not like this forever. Right. And I think that's true of any part of life, isn't it? Yes. The good bits, the bad bits. It's, Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it will change again. It will. And the relationships, sometimes they ebb and flow. Sometimes you may have a great relationship with a stepkid. And then all of a sudden, 10 years later, you don't. And it's not necessarily a bad relationship. It's just different. Yes. and But then that happens with your biological children. Yes. Like my relationship I have with my son and daughter now is nothing compared to the It's completely different. 10 years ago, they were kids. They're mm-hmm. both now young adults, you know. My daughter, she's my best friend. She's one of my best friends now. We go shopping every Monday night together. We go and get our nails done together. I don't see my son as much, but he's doing his own thing, and I have to really try not to jump in and interfere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really want to. He's in a serious relationship now, and they're really happy, and they're actually off on their first holiday together at the minute. And I just desperately want to jump in and get involved and I have to really stop myself because it's not what he wants right now yes he's living his own life and because when he moved in with his dad he'd actually been living with us and not seeing his dad alone and we had a big fallout some of it he was doing some stuff that wasn't okay and what I actually said to him was I think you need to go feed out two dads for a week or so because I think we all need some space here Mm -hmm. because it was just horrendous and I didn't know what else to do right I didn't know how to get through to him we were just, and actually he moved into his dad's house and went, I actually really like this. And I get it. You know, we had a young child. Our, our dynamic was very, still much a, a family home. Mm-hmm. Whilst at his dad's, it was his dad, his uncle and him. So there were three, pretty much three adults. Right. Was almost, you know, it was more of a house share dynamic. Obviously it's still his dad and uncle, but, and he was like, I actually really enjoy this. And I get it. Yeah. He got to be an adult. He was at college. He's working part-time. So I did really miss him. I still miss him. I'd, I'd love if they all lived here. Um, but also, you know, they're young adults now. They're going off and having their own lives and and he's letting do that. Yeah. It is hard. And especially when you can see them doing things and you're thinking, oh, is it going to end badly? Well, I think that's a really bad idea. Yes. But I also remember what I was like in the second I was told that was a bad idea. Like, you don't understand. You know nothing yeah. about me. I'm You're gonna... old. You don't remember. Yeah. Yes. So I really, I really try and keep my mouth shut and I try and be diplomatic. And have you thought about possibly doing this instead? Uh-huh. Oh, it's hard. It is. Yeah. But it, it does. It changes. And it's funny how you see things that they're making decisions on, like you said, and it's like, oh man, that's that's not the best decision, but they have to learn on their own. Yeah. So 
What advice would you give someone that is entering into a relationship with someone that has kids? Don't do it. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's what everybody says. Interestingly, so my best friend, how long they've been together? Probably two years now. Mm -hmm. She was telling me, I'm going on a date. And I was like, oh, you know, tell me. She's telling me lots of things. She said, you know, he's got three children with two different women. So same setup as my husband's. Mm-hmm. I literally, I was like, run, don't do it. Anyway, they've been together two years. He's lovely. And they're great together. Yeah. But we always joke about this whenever she's finding it stressful. I'm always like, I told you not to. Yeah, I told you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. But, you know, here's the thing. If you do run across somebody that is getting ready to get into a blend, if you can convince them to not try to force that nuclear family. Oh, absolutely. To leave the parenting to the bio parent. Treat the kids like you did when you were dating their parent. And don't change that. Things will be so much easier. I was talking to another friend recently. I've sent her the information. She messaged me the day ago. Thank you so much. I really think this is, she's got a daughter and she's got another daughter with her new partner. Well, it's not that new. They've been together a long time, but... And there's, you know, they've been having difficulties. And she was like, I think this is what we need. You know, just that letting the parent parent, letting them make those yeah. choices, letting them be the ones to have the horrible conversations. Right. Yeah. And that's like a lot of people think that not showing is just disengaging. I thought that to start with. <laughs> and, and it's so much more because you have to rebuild those relationships. And even if you choose not to rebuild those relationships, you have to work on the hurt that you've experienced, the resentment that you have. There's a lot of work into it. It's a lot of self-development. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But you're reaping those rewards now. Oh, definitely. And Joe, I absolutely adore my stepkids. They are, yeah. they're turning into such awesome people and it's so great to see. And it's, it's genuinely enjoyable having them here. Yes. And I I love my stepdaughter coming. And yeah. we, you know, we planned things. We took her to a festival this weekend. And it's it's great because I've stopped doing the horrible bits and I get to do the fun bits now. Right. And you quit micromanaging them to see yes. when they would mess up so you could tell their dad. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's almost like, well, I've done this, I've done that, you know. And yeah. He he was coming back from work. I've been at home with the baby all day, and especially school holidays and things. And man, they're going, this one's done this, and this one's done this. And obviously, the poor Blake's just had a full day at work. He's exhausted. He's coming back. Mm-hmm. And he's not sleeping well either because the baby wasn't sleeping. Yeah. And he's coming back to me going, oh, your kids have done this, your kids have done that. And then he's walking and going, oh, your kids haven't done this either. And it's, it's just this constant. It, does, it becomes this tit for tat and, you know, rah, rah, rah. It does. And, it's awful. And now we actually just get to enjoy the kids. So sometimes they're a bunch of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get to go because it's not my problem. Yes. <laughs> I never thought that I would miss my stepkids when they moved out. And I did tremendously. And so when they come visit, it's so nice. It's We have fun. We cut up. One of them, when I know he's coming... I get his favorite cereal or his, he likes Jiffy cornbread. So I'll get Jiffy cornbread. And I just do those things because I know he likes them. And 
it's just a completely different dynamic, and it, it's a blessing. And yes. when they leave, it it almost hurts my heart now. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't I, want you to leave. Come back. <laughs> I love having my stepsons live here, and I, I never thought a that they'd want to live here again. And you never thought that you would be happy that they're there. No, <laughs> not at all. And I think the big difference is this time it was their choice. They didn't have yes. a choice last time. You know, the situation was rubbish. And they were young and they obviously didn't fully understand why it was all happening. And but now I said they're here because they want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is really nice. And it, it it's great seeing them do stuff and you know, hearing about it and you know, I, I talked to them so much more than I ever did when they were living here. Oh yeah. And, you know, they're telling me about their lives and what they want to do next. And it, it's it's so nice. And I, I really look forward to my stepdaughter coming. And I said, it's just doing the fun bits. And then the other bits, leaving it to him. And then because I'm not the one nagging him about it, we then talk, you know, if there's something going on, we'll talk about it. And it's not me going, well, maybe you should have done this then. Right. Or anything like that. It's going, okay, so what do we do now? And the mm-hmm. same when my kids are going through stuff, you know, he's not going, told you this would happen. It's okay. So, so where, where do we go with this? What do we do next? How do mm-hmm. we support them with this? Yes. And actually being a team, which when I first heard about Nacho, I thought it was being the absolute opposite. You know, you just let them get on with it. Do the end. Not my problem. And it's not, it's, it's supporting your partner. Yes. So they can parents, but you're still there backing them. And one right. of the things because we both had children and we both knew what it was like to be the other parents, you know, there was times that we've not so much recently, but especially when we've, we're all first blending that he'd sort of say to me, I actually think you're being unreasonable here mm-hmm. about things with my ex, you know, when I'm going, oh, no, you're not. And again, there was times that he, I would I'd say to him, like, actually, no, I think you're in the wrong. I mean, not in front of their right. partner. Yeah. You know, obviously you publicly, <laughs> we, mm-hmm. you know, you'd back each other, but then kind of going, oh maybe you're not doing the right thing here maybe you're being a bit unfair here yeah and just that you know supporting each other but also sort of saying yeah i don't think that's cool Mm -hmm. we'll wait till they start having grandbabies it's like i'm looking forward to that Uh oh (laughs) it's it's a blast i love it a little one but in the future definitely i love it well, Kim, it has been great having you as a guest. Oh, it's been great. Thank you. Stay in touch with us. Let us know how things are going. I will do. All right. Thank you. All right. Cheers. As y'all heard, this stepmom, like many, thought Nacho was horrible. Yep. Until she researched it properly. <sighs> I know. And nowadays, you got no excuse because even ChatGPT knows how great it is. That's right. Speaking of. All right, go ahead. Speak of. A lot of people don't know this, but there's a hidden feature on our website. What? If it's hidden, yeah. how are they going to find it, David? Because it's not hidden well, but it is hidden. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we, we've been developing our own um, chat bot based off of GPT-4, which answers a lot of questions about nachoing and nacho kids. And all kind of stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so where do they find it? I can't tell you. David. <laughs> so if you go to nachokids.com and you click on the FAQ page, that's where it's at. 
Okay. So you can go check it out, test it out. So once they get to the FAQ page, it's just there. Yep, it's just there. You'll see it. Okay. Um, if you find anything weird or crazy, you can let us know. It is one of these things you have to continually train because we're training it with our own data set and our own information. So it's not pulling from the internet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. But anyway, give it a try. Give it a test drive. For the most part, it's uh, it's doing a really good job. We've had to we've had to train it and retrain it with some different questions and answers that it that it gave. But um, but it's a continual process. So uh, I'll say just like anything when it comes to that kind of stuff is um, if it gives you a crazy answer, it's probably a crazy answer. Right. <laughs> don't assume that it's uh, don't assume it's a hundred percent factual. If you really want to know, then Lori or myself, there again, is your absolute place of truth. Right. But we're doing our best to try to make other resources out there that can help you do the research or find the answers without much problem. And this is one of those things. Awesome. Thank you, David, for doing that. You're very welcome. All right. I think that's all we got for now. All right. Cool. Let's wrap it up. Okay. All right, folks. We'll talk to you later. And remember, life is good. When you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.